I just know uh, we're going to get something really special from the Word of God here. We've been talking about love for several months now, and uh, it's amazing how, uh, you know, there's a lot of other things that will take place in our life to, to cause victory and, 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 and uh, financial blessing. In fact, I wanted to mention too, um, if you all have, well, all of you that have not been able to make it on Wednesdays, you're missing out on things. Uh, we've had several people sharing, but just this last week, uh, uh, Travis uh, shared on winning, and it was just, it was really good, it was like a broad uh, spectrum of, of how God desires for us to be victorious and triumphant and overcomers in all kinds of different ways, and it was just really, really good, really special, and he just shared with me today, we've been, it's something we've been believing for. And, and you know what it is? It's the it's the uh, um, it's the fruit of the word going forth. I believe. Uh, you know, we we had a, a, a little while back. Zach shared how he's had a an increase come come his way, and then just yesterday, or just on Thursday, Travis said he got a two dollar raise, which that's significant, and I believe it's God blessing him. He's, he's faithful, you know, he's talked about giving, or, or Hunter was talking about that this morning. He's one of those that stays steadfast in his giving. He's very faithful in that, and you can expect something. You know, last week Buddy shared, Buddy had a, a humongous bonus and, and, and blessing uh, through his job. But it, you know what, he's faithful all the time. He, he's, when he's, they're out of town, they're not here with us today. It, it, every time he's out of town, he he sends, he leaves it on my desk or does something. He makes sure, because you know what, our this world is not our source. God's our source, and it it will pay off. It's not we're not bribing God. We're giving God the privilege of blessing us. It's like Malachi says, "How you're robbing me when you don't give." We're not, we're not trying to manipulate God. We're just allowing Him to bless us when we give. So, anyway, isn't that awesome? So, it's not just giving and receiving, though, that will cause us to be victorious in life. It's love. It's when it comes from a heart of love, when, when it comes from a passion for God Himself. And so when we talk about, you know, uh, that there's, a, there's two things we're supposed to do. We're supposed to love God and we're supposed to love our neighbor, Right? As we love ourselves, so that makes three things that we're supposed to do, that we're supposed to love. And sometimes we can just pass over that and say, okay, I'm going to love God, but we really don't know what that means necessarily. <laughs> and we've, I'm finding this out is we're just going through 1 Corinthians 13 and just breaking down every phrase, it says what, God, what love is, and you start to look at it a little deeper, and you find out that love requires a transformation in us for it to be experienced. You know, the world goes around saying, talking about love, and it's just a feeling. You know, it's, it, it, and you can just love anything. They, they, they want to call physical things love, and sometimes, you know, it, 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 it can really get out of, out of whack. And if we're going to have the true victory that love will bring in our life, we have to we have to go to school and say, God, show me, show me what love really is. And so we've been doing that. And um, we're going to get into love endures all things today. And so immediately when we say that, we 
all of us can have our own perspective of what endures means. That means sticks and stones will break my bones, but <laughs> words will never harm me. And I'll, and I'll just keep saying that whenever somebody starts saying something. No, it's not about you. And we're going to see this today. Because love is about what comes through you. It's about what, how you're affecting somebody else. So we're going to talk about that today. And it's going to be great. Amen? Can we just get ready for that? Before we do, I have a little video. Can we watch a little video? Just talking about love. God is love. For God so loved the world. The whole world. Not just my world. God so loved every person in this world and sent Jesus to teach us what love looks like. L'amour est plein de bonté, l'amour. El amor no es envidia. Liefde prongt niet. Lubov ni gardica. Sarangenen shipega opta. L'amour pa egois. Tình yêu sẽ chẳng dễ dàng nóng giận. Ihr gab ich sakneito kako puechun kani. Premlay dushtma prasanna gardena. El mohabba tefra felhak. Halobasha shorboda roka kore. Amor sempre confirma. Liebe sucht nicht seinen eigenen Vorteil. Since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. To love every person, every nationality, every background, every history, every soul. Because in life, we find faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. The winner is love, right? Praise God. So was one of those French? Ah, we, oui, huh? <laughs> There's a French word I know. And, all right, okay, we'll go on. All right, so we're going to look at endures today, and, we, and we're going to break it down just a little bit. I, I have um, different translations, so this is the, the seventh verse in 1 Corinthians 13, the last portion of it, and it says it endures all things. And as we're getting into this, I, I'm just going to go back and real quick, um, Remember, the, the, the stipulations for us to be affected by love is, first of all, it, what I like about this video is it says it's, it has to be for everybody. Nobody gets disqualified. You know, uh, it's real easy for us to say, I'm going to love you as long as you do something. And I'm really glad that God doesn't do that with us. <laughs> Amen. That he, he has love for everybody. God so loved the world that he gave his son that whoever believes in him should not perish. And there's no greater love than this, than the, than the love that a, when, a, when a man lays down his life for a friend. But it also includes everybody. So, so when we're looking at this, we're going to have to say, this is going to have to be for everybody. Let's make it that way. And then there's another element of growing up in love, you're going to have to put away childish things. And what are the childish things? Your own perceptions of what love is. 
You're going to have to say, okay, if God says it's this way, then I'm going to have to be the one that adjusts how I see it, right? So when, you know, I prayed this a little bit earlier, and as we're getting ready to get into this day, let's say, God, help me to change where I need to change. Help me to see something different where I need to see it different. And let it be me that's the, the, that's the one that's changed today. I don't want to hold on to anything that's childish. Amen? So, love endures all things. Uh, King James, or uh, modern King James, uh, message. Um, it keeps going to the end. If you love someone, you will always stand your ground in defending him. It endures everything without weakening. Now, if you notice in these different translations, especially that, uh, that Living Bible, TLB, is, is, this, is the revelation of what this endures word has that I want to go towards today. Because it's not about us enduring something for ourselves, because that was my first impression when I saw love endures all things. It's like, you can give me anything, I can take it. It's not about that. You're doing it for somebody else. And that's why I like that TLB. It says, you stand in your ground. When you love somebody, you're going to stand your ground to defend them. And when you're enduring something, it's not for your behalf. It's for somebody else. You know what? There is such freedom in these understandings that you get free from yourself. The biggest freedom you need in your life is not to get free from drugs, get free from junk, get free from whatever it is that, 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 that the devil's putting on you. The greatest freedom you need is from yourself. And that's what love does. Completes, completely strips you of your ability to say, what about me? Okay? All right, let's look at what this word, and I, I'm glad I don't have to know what that first word, how to say that. Uh, something like hupomeno. But we're talking about endure. Look, look, listen to what this says. It says to remain or to tarry behind. That doesn't sound like enduring, does it? But let's get into it a little bit, okay? To remain, abide, not recede or flee, to preserve under misfortunes and trials, to hold fast to one's faith in Christ, to endure, bear bravely and calmly ill treatments. So when I'm looking at this, has anybody ever told you that they've got your back? Or have you ever told anybody that? I, I'm, I'm kind of liking that phrase, and I'm thinking maybe it came from 1 Corinthians, the seventh, uh, 13th chapter, 7th verse. I've got your back. Has anybody ever said they have your back and it didn't really mean a whole lot to you because you really weren't too impressed with what they were going to do with your back? You know what I mean? It's like, it's like Barney Fife telling you he's going to have your back, you know. And he can't even find his bullet, you know. <laughs> I'm thinking about when I want somebody to have my back, I, I, I'm needing them to be somebody that's going to be able to take something for me. That when I'm going through something, when I'm failing something, that they're going to come in and have my back to make up the difference. Does that make sense? 
And they're going to be able to take what I can't take, and they're going to be able to endure it on my behalf. Right? So what does that, that, that starts to put some, some responsibility on the endurer to be able to endure. Right? Because this is what love does. Just even saying that love endures all things implies that this person that is loving has grown up in it to some extent because they have something to give. They're going to be there for somebody, right? So I'm, think, uh, I'm thinking about this. I know Larry doesn't care for March Madness, but March Madness can be kind of fun right now. Anybody watching any of these basketball games going on? Okay. Okay, nobody's watching. Relate to it anyway, okay? <laughs> So, so, so my, my, my son, um, what? <laughs> endure, love me. <laughs> endure this thing that I'm going to impose upon you. I know, okay. <laughs> so Hunter last year, he, he said, he, he, we do some texting and, you know, sending links and stuff like that. And he, he sent me this, this text to this high school f- basketball player. And, um. So I, 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 I'm really enduring at the moment. But I, I start to watch this guy, and he's amazing in high school. And he's, he, he can dunk. He can, like, jump from the, the free shot line, you know, and dunk from there, you know. And he's just, he's, he's just an amazing player. Maybe I should have Hunter share this. But he's, he's, two, he's 285, and he's, like, 18. And he's just—he's just—for so he'll somebody's going up for you know to to lay it up, and he'll not only does he dunk from the free shot line, he blocks from the free shot line. He'll come and and he'll jump over the top of the person that's going up and block it from behind over the top of them without hitting them. Just, just an amazing player. So, he's in the tournament right now, if you care to watch. And his name is Zion. I thought that's kind of a cool name. It's a little bit biblical, you know, Zion. Uh, um, but when he plays, sometimes it's like if he wants to get to the basket, he's going to get to the basket. He'll drive, he'll do whatever, because he, he's got some amazing moves. And Hunter not, might not agree with me completely on this. He's got some other good players on the team. But when I watch his team, I don't see anybody else. So this is kind of interesting. Even you that don't really care at all, Zion, like about, what was it, four games ago or uh, four weeks ago, he, he he was making a cut, and his shoe came apart. Was it a Nike? Don't buy Nikes. That's what everybody's saying these days. His foot actually came out of his shoe. And in the process, he, got, he, he sprained his knee. So he was, he's been out for, was it four weeks? It was, it was a while. This team was, they were doing really well. I mean, he, he was, uh, he's, I think he still is the highest, one of the highest scorers even being out all year. Um, uh, so anyway, he, he, he's in the tournament now, and I've just been watching him the last couple of games because he, he scored 32 points 
He's, he's a freshman, 18 years old, playing against these big guys. And um, again, he just dominates. When I'm looking for somebody to have my back, I'm looking for Zion. I'm looking for somebody because it, you know what? They're winning now where they, they actually dropped some games when he was not with them because they couldn't win without him, even though they have some great players. Because you need somebody at your back that when you're failing to win yourself, they come along and there, there was a time, there was a, uh, this game last night. It, it's, can, okay, you can't relate, but this is what happens. You can tell when a team is getting the, the scared look in their eye like they can't make it anymore. Even when they come up to the bath to, to shoot a free shot, you can tell in their eye that they're afraid. Zion does not get that look in his eye. And he came into the game. They were behind like 10 points. They came into, he came into the game and just went, shot a, free, a, a three-pointer. He shoots three-pointers too. He's not just a big you know, guy that can only dunk. The, the previous game, he, he, he made every shot that he, sh- no, that he attempted. It's like, it's kind of unseen. But he came in and just started making this and driving and acting like, no no afraid look in his eye. You know what? He had the back of the team. He was enduring for the team because the team was going to lose. This makes sense? How was he able to do that? It's because he was being everything that he could be. And he wasn't afraid to do that. And when when he talked to him afterwards, he said, "I'm I'm just here for the team. You know, a lot of those guys will say, well, my team's here for me. You know, my teammates are doing this, and they're making it so that I can. Have you ever heard him talk like that? It's like, they're, they're, they're really making it so that I can be a star. And he doesn't talk that way. He talks, he says, I'm here to, to help my team. I'm here. To, what's he doing? He, that's actually a demonstration of what love should be. Because he's, he's done everything to be what he can be. But now, he's taking, and, and you know what? It keeps that fear out of his eyes because it's not just about him. He's not afraid if he's going to... No, he's wanting to help the team win, so, so he's enduring for them. Is this, is this a good illustration? Is this helpful? Because we're going to see some more good examples of this. And this is what we're being told to when we're being told to love, is to care about somebody else enough to have their back, to endure for them. Amen? That might be getting on your knees and praying for them. But it's not being passive when somebody else... And it's not, it's not looking for the wrong in somebody to point that out. It's finding the wrong in somebody and bearing, enduring with them. Because, you know, if somebody's got an issue in their life, if somebody has a fault that you can see that well, there's a very good chance that they're being hurt by it. It's something that's negative for them, and they don't need it to be pointed out. They need it to. They need you to endure with them. If somebody's going through something that's hurting them, there's a, there's a need for enduring. And by by this nature that we have in Christ, we've been given this capacity. Our strength is not our own. Don't, don't you like that song we sang this morning? In the waiting is where we get our strength. What what's the purpose of of, of waiting on the Lord like we did this morning? 
And we don't have to just do it here. We can do it at home. We can wait on the Lord. But what is the purpose? Just so we can say, oh, I just had such a wonderful time in the presence of God. No, it's to renew our strength so that when somebody needs somebody to endure with them, that we're Zion. We're not going to have a fear. We're not thinking about ourselves. We're not worried about ourselves. We've taken care of ourselves in the presence of the Lord. We've renewed our strength for what purpose? To love. Amen? All right. Psalm 15.1. So, I'm going to go through some verses that use this same word, enduring. Okay? And just draw some things out as we go. Lord, who may dwell in your sacred tent? Who may live on your holy mountain? Who keeps an oath even when it hurts and does not change their mind? So he goes through and makes a list of other things. But at the end of that list that he's making, he says, it's the one who keeps an oath even when it hurts and does not change their mind. What is that? That's somebody that says, I'm going to be there for you even if it hurts me. <laughs> See, the Barney Fife says, I'm going to be there for you till there's something real scary comes up and then I'm not going to be there for you. Or if I have something else to do. I've, I've got another commitment in my life. This isn't big enough for me. I, I understand you're going through something where you need some help, where you need somebody to have your back. I'm sorry, it doesn't fit into my schedule right now. I, I think it's, it's interesting that David here is relating to the presence of the Lord that we, wanna, we say we have and, and, and we do by the blood of Jesus. But he's saying the person that dwells there in his presence is the one that... That's even, even if, it, if it's going to hurt themselves, even if they're going to have to endure something, that's the part that's the same. Even if they're going to have to endure something, they're going to do it because they said they're going to do it. They're going to keep what they said they're going to do. Right? And this says that that's the kind of person that actually abides in the presence of God. Doesn't just hang out for a little while. Right? I'm thankful that we can come, we can worship God, and we can be strengthened, renewed. We can receive from the Word. We're doing that this morning. I think it's a very precious time we're having together. Amen? But the purpose of it is to go out from here, to be renewed, to be strengthened, and to live as God would have us to live, right? To love. 2 Timothy Therefore I, endure, therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. What's he saying there? There's some things that, are, that we're going to have to go through in our life because we've committed our life to Christ. There's going to be some things that are, we're going to have to endure. We're, we've, we've committed. We said, God, I'm yours. It's kind of like that previous verse we just talked about. But what happens when we do that? Sometimes it's not going to be easy for us. He said, I'm going, to, I'm going to go through this 
so that somebody else can experience God, the elect, right? And they may obtain salvation as a result. You know what, what we don't like to point out too much is in the New Testament, it talks about suffering a lot. Paul talks about it a lot. He said, I'm suffering. I'm suffering for you. I'm enduring for you. But you know what? He never called himself a failure. He never called himself defeated. He said, in fact, in all these things, I'm more than an overcomer. Why? Because overcomers are Zions. Even when they have a shoe blowout, they get up and they say, I'm going to carry my team. I'm going to win anyway. Right? Because it's not about me. Oh, this is so wonderful. When you, when you find out that, that God's love for you takes you to a place where your life is not just your own anymore. I am crucified with Christ. No longer do I live, but Christ lives through me. How does he live through me? He loves. He loves through me. And that's not just a beautiful statement that strips me away from the world's ability to affect me in any negative way. No, now I'm going to endure some things because it's going to be critical for me to endure them. But I'm not doing it in my own strength. I am strengthened by God to love. Amen? James 5, 11. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. How many would like to have a blessing today? Wouldn't you just love to have just a blessing? Okay, I'll make, we'll make a line and everybody can come up and get their blessing by going through something. <laughs> is that kind of what this verse is saying? <laughs> I don't want to sign up for the, for the trial. I don't want to si- sign up for having to endure something. I just want to sign up for the blessing. Blessings with no perseverance. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't it be awesome if you could just be rich without ever having to work hard? Without ever having to save? Without without ever having to be uh, disciplined at all? But no, it takes takes discipline, doesn't it? It takes perseverance, going through something that's going to be a a difficulty. Right? But there's a blessing. There's a huge blessing on the other side. What was it about Job? His wife, everybody, tried to get him to give up on God. You know, sometimes I don't think we realize in this command to endure, what we're even talking about this morning, that there's a place for us to endure in love for somebody else. We don't realize what what that really is, is our relationship with God. David was alluding to it, wasn't he? He said, if you want to be in my presence, this is what you do. You do something to your own hurt. It's going to be something that's not going to be fun. It's not going to be easy. But there's a blessing on the other side of it. that is And this is where God wants to get us in love, where the blessing for somebody else, the, 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 the promotion of somebody else, 
overrides anything that we're going through. You know, um, you, you find this out as a, as a father, as a grandfather now. When you're younger, you have these dreams and these things that you desire for your own life. But when you have children, when you, there's something you cannot get away from with a child that, that's from you if, if you're not just completely messed up, <laughs> is you care about them. You love them. In fact, when it comes down to it, you will endure all kinds of things for them. You'll, you'll actually give up your own life. You'll give up your own dreams. You'll, you'll sacrifice all those things for the sake of that child. And that's something we can relate to. And, and the, what is the blessing? Them succeeding. And it's worth it all. You'll give up yourself just so that they can succeed somehow. You'll do whatever it takes for them to succeed. And... And I believe that's what it's talking about. It says, there's an opportunity for us in love, in God's love, in receiving God's love, for the blessing of somebody else's promotion, of somebody else's care, to become worth anything that we have to go to, to have their back, to endure for them. Amen? That's where God wants to take us. It's, it's, a, it's a switching of priorities. Ours for somebody else's. And it's amazing how when somebody else's rises above ours, it's a blessing. It's so much huger than we... You know, people, people want to get... <laughs> I almost get disillusioned with some of the... You know, we have movie stars that are successful. We have rich people that are successful. And, and they, they have this glory about them that everybody looks up to them like they're somebody. It's like that goes away. But what you do in love does not go away. It's, it's eternal. It lasts. Amen? It's a blessing. It's an unfettered blessing. It's not, it's not going to be tied to anything. Hebrews 10.32 don't, don't ever forget about those wonderful days. Listen to this. This is really interesting how he, he says this. About those wonderful days when you first learned about Christ. Can you guys remember when you first learned about Christ? It became bigger than anything else. Became bigger than anything else. Remember how you kept right on with the Lord even though it meant terrible suffering. Sometimes you were laughed at and beaten. And sometimes you watched and sympathized with others suffering the same things. You suffered with those thrown into jail. And you were actually joyful when all you owned was taken from you. <laughs> Does anybody remember that? <laughs> I'm not remembering that. And it doesn't seem like it should be a fond memory. But isn't it interesting? He's relating it to that time when you first knew about Christ and you were delivered from this me focus and it became about what God can do through me. Amen? 
knowing that better things were awaiting you in heaven, things that would be yours forever. They're not these temporary things that all these accolades go to these people. The wealth of the, of the wicked is laid up for us. Amen? Do not let this happy trust in the Lord die away no matter what happens. Remember your reward. Okay, this is the context of love again, remember? And he's, he's saying to love endures all things. For what purpose? For the purpose of the loved. He's caring, right? This is sounding like a different world. Remember when you first knew Christ and, and you were more impressed with caring for somebody else. And even when you went through something that caused you to suffer, it had a purpose. How do you... How do, this, this sounds like, oh, yeah, Pastor, that's, 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 that's a lofty thought. Now, what am I doing this week? How can I get back to what, what, what really is real, where the rubber really meets the road? And besides that, you don't know really what I'm going through, so you don't really understand. This is why God sent Jesus. He loved us so much that he wanted us to experience life. But it's not just life unto us. It's this, where we were so impressed by Jesus we, that, that, that our sufferings, what we were going through, didn't mean anything. In fact, you just almost even got happy because you knew, you know that your treasures are in heaven. They're not here. Amen? What that does is it puts you in a position of victory over any of those things anyway, and now you can wield authority over them. Because you're not afraid. You don't have that scared look in your eye when you come up to this free shot line. You're Zion. You're doing it for somebody else. And you're making a difference. Amen? All right. How do we do this? I'm so thankful that we don't have to just say, man, that's going to have to be something I'm going to work on. I'm going to really start working on that if I remember it. You know? <laughs> Are we going to remember this? Is it going to be part of our life? Here's how it is. And I think it's very important that we do this. Fixing our eyes. I like to look at it a couple different ways. It's meant to be focusing on our, our eyes, right? But let's look at it this way too. Fixing our eyes like they're, they're broken. Let's fix them. Let's help them to, to see Jesus. Well, we're, not, we're not just seeing the things the way we naturally would see them. No, we're fixing our eyes on Jesus. When we get our eyes on Jesus, this is where we're going to see this example of this that is completely amazing. The pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Why, what took Jesus to the cross? It was love. Every bit of it. It was a demonstration of this small portion of the seventh verse of the 13th chapter of 1 Corinthians. He was enduring to have our back. 
all the way to the cross. Amen? This is reflective of the verse we were just talking about. Who for the joy that was set before him. It wasn't about what he was going through. Remember when you almost got excited when you lost everything? It was such a joyful experience for you. I don't remember that. I don't want to have to remember that. But I do want to be able to be affected by this love in me that allows me to go through anything like that and for it to be an all thing that I'm going to endure because it's going to help somebody else. Amen? For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. What was he doing enduring that cross? This is a demonstration of love endures all things. And how did he do it? He did it with joy, didn't he? Scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You know what? It's real easy. Now, this can come down to relationships. It come. It can come down to a conflict in a relationship. It can come down to somebody that you know that you don't even, some political figure even, you know. But especially in a personal relationship that you're having with somebody where you're needing to love. Somebody's done something wrong for you, to you. Your only ability to affect somebody for good will be from a stance and from the, sto- the, the podium of love. When you're in a position of love. If you're, if you're going through a situation with somebody some, and, and they've hurt you in a, deep, in a very deep way, I think this is talking to us too. Jesus is going to the cross alone, isn't he? All his disciples left him. Instead of focusing on their betrayal of Him, instead of focusing on their rejection of Him, which would have put the focus on Him, He kept His focus on where He was taking them by what He was going through. If we can get our eyes off of ourselves, if you'll listen to this, please. If we can get ourselves, our eyes off of ourselves and the hurt that somebody else has done long enough to us to fix our gaze on Jesus and what He went through, It'll, it'll cause us, instead of being hurt, to be in a position to love. And from that position, help them. If you're in a position of pain, if you're in a position of rejection, if you're, in, if you're not enduring it, it's overcoming you. If it's overwhelming you, it's causing you to be defeated, you're in no position to help them at all. But, If you look unto Jesus, isn't this so good? If you look unto Jesus and allow what He went through to become something that you emulate, and it changes your perspective altogether, and allows you to endure whatever that is with a purpose, it'll it'll turn the, the suffering into joy. And in that joy will be your strength. And you'll be able to walk all the way down Endure whatever is, is thrown against you and be in a position to help them. Amen? Here's what happens in, all, in relationships and every time we're being tempted. Um, 
fact, James talks about this. Sometimes when we think about temptation, we think about sexual temptation, you know, um, stealing or something like that. I th- temptation is any time we're, we're tempted to do something that is not a godly way. And what we're being tempted to in, in relationships and any time we're going through a, a, something that's causing us to be totally torn up inside ourselves, we're, we're being tempted to give up on loving for one thing, but it's also we're, we're being tempted to give up on God. And I know this will say, I'm not giving up on God. No, he's, he's well, he's given you a way to love. And that's, that's our only command, isn't it? And if we're giving up on loving, we're giving up on God. We're saying, I can't do this. And you know, you can't. But with God, you can't. And when we're being tempted, the biggest thing we're being tempted to is to give up on God. And as soon as we do that, we, we put somebody in a position, in a, in a qualification that I cannot love them, I cannot endure what they're doing to me, and so I'm going to reject. I'm going to... This is all anti-love, isn't it? Because love always puts us in a position to make a difference in their life. It thinks no evil. All those things that were on that little video, you know, that they were saying in other languages... It doesn't even consider the wrong that's being done to it. It doesn't even, any, any kind of pain that's been done to it, it doesn't even consider it. And you think that's impossible. That, that can't happen. But if you love, that's what you're going to do. It's the only command we've been given, isn't it? And when we do something else, we're given into temptation. We think, oh no. No, that, that person did that to me. You, you cannot get after me for having arrows sticking out of me and it hurting. No, but, but there's an answer in God that we have. We can look unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith. The joy set before Him endured. Amen? And we can do the same thing. And what is, what is the blessing on the other side of that? We are kept in a place of joy ourselves. You don't see somebody joyful when they're giving in to the temptation to be hurt, to be overwhelmed. No, Zion didn't stay there on the sidelines. He got off the sidelines. Amen? Blessed is the man who endures temptation because having been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. There's a blessing. There's a blessing on the other side of it. And the biggest blessing is in giving, isn't it? Is it better to give or to receive? It's better to give, isn't it? That's why loving is such a powerful thing. Because you give no matter who it is, no matter what they've done. And if somebody is in a position where they're doing something that's hurtful, they are the ones that are hurting too, and you need to be in a position to help them. Amen? Is this good this morning? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you for today. We thank you for your voice speaking to us through your word. Lord, we just, we long to be affected by you. We long to be affected by your, your spirit. And Lord, I just ask that for each person here this morning. 
that there would be a, a turning in our hearts, a turning in our focus. And that by the Spirit, the truth from your word today would make a transformation in our hearts and our minds that we would be renewed in our minds, Lord God. That there would be a putting away of a childish thing for us today. And that there would be somebody in our life, God, that we have just not been able to get past. That you would, you would enable us and you would empower us by your Spirit to endure for them. Not just from what they've been doing to us, God, but for them. Our endurance would be having their back. Being there for them. And Father God, where we're not able to do that, Lord, we come to you for that strength. There's strength in waiting in your presence, Lord God. And we just pray that you would enable us in this. We want to love. We want to endure. We want to endure all things. We, don't, we want to endure in such a way that it doesn't look like we're miserable. <laughs> we want to endure in such a way that it's like Jesus showed us that there's joy because we're looking beyond what we're enduring. We're, we're looking beyond any suffering. We're looking beyond any kind of temptation to give up and to, to cast blame. No, Lord God, you take us to a place where the giving of love becomes such a, such a blessing for us, Father God. And the carrying of any kind of suffering, the, the enduring of it, becomes a spirit-enabled, empowered, inspired, motivated triumph for us. And we know that when we go through that perseverance time, there's a blessing on the other side. So Father God, I just... I, I ask that as a result of, of your words, exposure to us today, that there would be a, an opportunity taken by each person to grow up in you and your love today. That we be affected for change. And God, it's for your glory. It's you that makes it possible. It's not anything that we do. It's just our yielding to you, Lord God. Hallelujah. If there's anybody here this morning and, and you're not walking with God, you haven't made Him your Lord, it's the most important decision you'll make in your life. When you choose Him to be your Lord, you can think beyond this life. You have an eternity to go towards in Him. When you choose Him to be your Lord, He'll guide your steps. He'll cause you to be successful. He'll cause you to be able to go through things with joy. To reject His offer as being your Lord. To reject His offer to be your Savior. It also has a consequence. It's, it's an eternal separation from Him in a place that is... A place that is hell. So if you've not made Jesus your Lord this morning, I, I'm going to give you an opportunity to just pray with me. 
And you can pray this now. You can pray it later. But it has to be a prayer from your heart. There's nothing magical about just saying the words. You have to believe in your heart. And you have to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. So I'm going to say this, and everybody can speak it with me. If you want to join now, you'll be born again, you'll be made new. Speak this after me. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving me so much. you had my back you endured suffering with joy because you saw me Jesus thank you thank you for loving me now I want to honor you by asking you to be my Lord to be my Savior I want to be born again I want to have a future with you here's my life I'm going to turn from my own ways to live for you to serve you all my days Thank you, Jesus. I'm a new creation in you. Thank you for changing me. Thank you for enduring the cross for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, and I just pray for every person here. As we go, we would go in the power of your spirit, having waited in your presence, having been nourished from your word, enabled, empowered, in love. I give you thanks for it in Jesus' name.